In today's show, we're looking ahead to Wednesday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. As I said, we're looking ahead to Wednesday in the NBA, busy day. So let's take a look at those games right now. First one, Magic and the Cavs. What do they do with Mo Bamba? Does he play 22, 23 minutes? Wendell Carter Jr., how's his ankle going to look? Is he still going to be on minutes restriction? If Bamba can get 20-plus minutes, then he does. Uh, he is a 12-team league option, so we want to see how he looks here. On a 10-game slate, it might be harder to utilize him, but we want to see if there's any restrictions on Carter. And then we want to watch the sharp Dwayne Bacon because inexplicably, he keeps getting rotation minutes, and with Otto Porter and Michael Carter-Williams out again, and the potential that Terrence Ross will be sidelined once more, as well as James Ennis, he's going to be in the rotation. Now, he doesn't offer anything else apart from the occasional scoring performance, but that can have value in certain situations. It has to be a very, 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 very deep league, and he is nowhere near a must-roster player. But let's see how much uh, how shit he can be in the minutes that he gets. For the Cavs, Colin Sexton, Isaiah Hartenstein, Matt Dallavadova, they're out again. Chetty Osman, the discman, he's going to get another start, you would imagine, in place of Sexton. And his last two games have been pretty good. Now, you've got to deal with the field goal percentage issues that he sometimes brings. So that's something that you have to, to be uh, cautious of. But he's bringing some pretty nice assist numbers, good usage, and his minutes are going to be pretty high. I also want to see Kevin Love. Of course, he had that petulant bullshit at the end of the last game. The Cavs are deciding whether they're going to find him. I don't think they'll suspend him, but maybe they do. I guess there's a potential for that there. So we want to see what Love's production looks like. Can he give a shit at all on the court? That would be great if he could do that after whatever that nonsense was that he, uh, that he did in the last game. All right, the next game we look at, we've got the Hawks and the Sixers. What are they going to do with Solomon Hill? Because we know Cam Reddish is out for the season. We know that DeAndre Hunter is out. Trey Young is out, Tony Snell is out, and now Kevin Herter is doubtful. So is Hill going to play big minutes? He almost has to. He's going to play 30-plus almost definitely here. Does that make him anything of a streamer? Probably not. But he can occasionally be a steals and threes, guys. That's for deeper leagues. And then how much do they play Chris Dunn? Because Brandon Goodwin's questionable. If Goodwin is out, you know, what do they do with what do they do with the rotation? Like who who steps in as the point guard? Um, is it Bogdanovich? Do they start Dunn? Who, honestly, is not a point guard at all. So I want to see what Dunn's uh, role looks like. For the Sixers, Benny Simmons, first game back from illness was really good. Let's hope he can keep that level of form going because he has had you know, significant struggles this season, obviously. And then Ferky from Turkey, who's had some pretty hot stretches of shooting. We hope that he's able to do that as he continues, but this is a Sixers team that's basically full strength. Everyone's available to play. So what's Korkmaz' role going to be? The Bulls and the Knicks. Kobe White, production's been way up. I imagine he keeps starting. Hopefully he's able to keep up the high level of a higher level of efficiency and assist rate that he's been showing of late. And that makes him a 12-team league guy. Well, Daniel Tice went bananas in the last game. I do not expect that out of Tice. I expect him to keep starting for sure. But I don't expect him to maintain that level of production. And I wouldn't say that he's anything like a 12-team must roster. 
For the Knicks, I think it's happened. We've finally realized that Alfred Payton's never going to play over 20 minutes again, and I'm sure in this game he will go and play 28 minutes. But it's giving pretty consistent minutes to Emmanuel quickly now. 20-plus a night for about the last two weeks. He's not the greatest fantasy player because he lacks in so many categories, but as a scoring and threes streamer, maybe with free throws, there is some value in quickly. And uh, Reggie Bullock's been playing out of his mind, hitting a lot of threes, scoring a lot. It's helped that Alec Burks has been out. So that's something we do have to factor in. But Bullock remains an option with his ability to hit threes and and to uh, bring some scoring in as a streamer. The next game we take a look at is the Hornets and the Celtics. This is a back-to-back for both of, uh, of these teams after their you know, games on Tuesday. Kemba Walker is going to miss this one for Boston, but I don't know why I'm talking about Boston because I'm talking about Charlotte first. Cody Martin started again on Tuesday. Um, you'd have to assume that he'll get another start. I don't think they'll go back to Jalen McDaniels. Martin produced some really good numbers again on Tuesday. He's an option for some rebounds, assists, and steals. And then PJ Washington Jr., who we know is up and down, but I imagine he's going to continue to start at center and put up some pretty decent numbers. For the Boston Celtics... Um, Kemba Walker is out again, as I mentioned, uh, for both of these both of these games. So Peyton Pritchard gets an opportunity. He went absolutely off on Tuesday. Can he do it again? What's his role going to be? I'm very interested to see and see whether Jason Tatum returns too. We also don't know about Rob Williams, who was out on Tuesday again. He could return here, but what does Tristan Thompson's role look like with Rob Williams or without Rob Williams? Lakers and the Wizards. Andre Drummond. Last couple of games from Drummond have been really good putting up some good numbers. Um, they're using him you know, 28, 29 minutes a night, which is uh, positive for his value. So let's see how he looks in this matchup here against the Wizards and whatever happens at center for them. And Contavious Caldwell-Pope has always also been a top 100 player over the last two weeks. Steals and threes sort of guy. I don't view him as must roster, but he's playing at a pretty consistent level at the moment. For the Wizards, Scott Brooks, what's going to happen? Robin Lopez looks like he's back. So will we go back to more three center madness? Will we get 15-minute Dan Gafford or 25-minute Dan Gafford? It's really, literally impossible to know, but let's hope we get big Dan Gafford minutes. And then I want to watch Russell Westbrook, who's been putting up great triple-doubles. He's been almost every game affecting one of your percentages in a significantly negative way, and that's always going to be the trade-off with Westbrook. But the counting stats have been really, really solid. So let's see how he looks in this game against the Lakers. Spurs in the heat. Derek White will be out. I imagine they start Lonnie Walker. He'll get... Good minutes, and he probably won't do anything with those minutes. That's just been the Lonnie Walker pattern over the course of his career. But let's see what his role looks like. And then also DeMar DeRozan, who probably gets a little bit of a boost in terms of assist rate with White out. Not that White was necessarily taking the ball out of DeRozan's hands a huge amount, but this will just give him a little bit of a boost there. For the Heat, Trevor Ariza was really good in their last game. I think he's still more of a must-roster 14-team league guy than a 12-team league option. But he does have streaming ability, especially when you're looking at steals and threes. And then you've got Bam Adebayo, who, again, I just want to see play because he's been playing at a a really high level of late. Um, We don't know the status of a few of the Miami guys that missed that last game, Tyler Hero and Kendrick Nunn. So that probably does help Adebayo a little bit, getting a little bit of extra usage with those guards. Our Dunk Robinson will be fine to play in this one too. The Blazers and the Grizzlies. It is a back-to-back, and it looks like we're going to have Yusuf Nurkic playing, which is awesome news. Um, so let's see how he looks. He was—he didn't have to play too many minutes in the game on Tuesday because it was a huge blowout. He also um, okay, he produced, even though the minutes were low, but we hope we get a full Yusuf Nurkic, Nurkic experience. And then Damian Lillard as well, who still not quite at his best, but you know, decent numbers against the Pacers in that blowout victory on Tuesday. Let's hope we can get him back to normal. Well, for the Grizzlies, the first two games for Jaron Jackson were great. The last one was pretty poor. 
So what is the role that Jackson's going to be playing? Is he still coming off the bench? What do his minutes look like? Can he stay out of foul trouble? And then Dylan Brooks, who, you know, is a hard guy to peg because he'll put up these strong games and then he'll just have, you know, 12 points on 18 shots. And you know that field goal percentage is going to be a continual concern with Dylan Brooksy Brooks. The Pelicans and the Nuggets. Eric Bledsoe had a really, really strong performance last game. Is he likely to keep that up? Probably not. But we want to see how he looks. And more importantly, how Stan Van Gundy handles his minutes. And then Lonzo Ball's last couple of games have been awesome as well. Lonzo's not really at any risk of losing minutes, I don't believe. But let's hope that he can keep up the level of play that he's at. Steven Adams is also uh, likely to play in this one. Oh, actually, sorry, that's not true. He's questionable. For the Nuggets, Michael Porter Jr. has been putting up some huge, huge numbers. I highlighted that on the Hot Streak show earlier today. He's shooting unbelievably. The usage is up. The minutes are up. He's putting up good numbers. So let's see if he keeps that rolling. Well, PJ Dozier will get another start in place of Fart and Will Barton. Now, you know his offense can be shaky. His shooting can be rough. But the minutes can be there. He can put up rebounds. He can get some assists. He can get some steals. He can help in those counting stats. You just do have to watch the field goal percentage. The Jazz and the Kings. Donovan Mitchell will be out again. So Boyan Bogdanovich looking to improve on his 9% shooting effort from last game. We know that he has been poor for most of this season, but... He's been pretty good over the last two weeks or so. While the minivan, George Niang, put up a really big performance against the Wolves, I don't necessarily expect that from Niang, but he's had a couple of these weird sort of breakout performances. For the Kings, DeLon Wright, bit, bit under expectation the last couple, even though De'Aaron Fox is out. I still think he is worth holding, but if he does another shit one here, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be super excited about holding. Or Chemezi Metu, I just want to see the flashes, because Metu's been looking good. Whiteside's out of the rotation. Metu's playing some four and some five. I like what we're seeing from him, and I wonder if he could be a potential starting center on this team next year if Holmes happens to leave. Maybe. It's at least something to think about. Clippers and the Suns. Paul George is going to be back. Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann. They'll all be starting. Kawhi Leonard's out again. Jackson, I do think, has some 12-team league value. Mann is just a very deep league guy with uh, Paul George available. So I want to see how it all looks here. But again, the Clippers with a pretty poor schedule this week. While the Suns started Torrey Craig last game, Jay Crowder is questionable, as is Dario Saric. So no, no reason to think that Craig is a lock for a starting job. He didn't do too well in that starting job against the Pelicans anyway. And he's just a name to watch for deeper leagues. While Devin Booker just continually... Under. Like, it's just not quite there, is he? There's always something that feels like it's a little bit off with Devin Booker this year. So let's see if he can put some more stuff together in this one. For the streamers for category leagues, Campazzo, Tice, Dean Wade, DeAnthony Melton, Rudy Gay. I think they're probably the best category league streamers. Points League, we're looking at Faku, Chumarakiki, Marcus Morris, Ivica Zubats, and Vanilla Tice. Guys, that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. While on YouTube, hit the thumbs up, leave your comments, ring the notification bell. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.